0: Hey everyone and welcome to the All It Takes Is a Goal podcast, the best place in the entire world, including all of Canada, to learn how to build new thoughts, new actions, and new results. I'm your host, John Akiff, and today I'll tell you about the secret awesome month that's hidden in the calendar that can help you accomplish your goals. Most people, I would say most people don't even know about it. I didn't personally learn about it until my mid-20s. It took me 25 years to learn this second slingshot month. And it'll take you less than 25 minutes to learn all about it in today's episode. Before we start, today's episode is sponsored by Remodel Health. Navigating health benefits can be a struggle especially for leaders who wear many different hats within their organization. Luckily, you don't have to stress about picking the perfect plan for your team. Thanks to Remodel Health, you can get tailored health benefits that fit your organization's needs. Their in-depth, personalized approach to health benefits allows you to discover more options, serve employees better, and control the cost and quality of your health benefits like never before. What's more... Remodel customers save an average of 56% on health benefits. Imagine what you could do with savings like that. With their dedicated team of compassionate healthcare experts and consultants, your organization can experience better benefits while still getting the hands-on individual care your people need. Are you ready to learn how Remodel Health can help your organization provide better benefits and find bigger savings? Remodel's Benefits consultants can run a health benefits analysis on your unique team to evaluate your current plan and help you find a better alternative that saves you money and better meets the needs of your people. Head over to remodelhealth.com slash analysis today to learn more about the health benefits analysis and get your personalized evaluation. And here's something really cool. You'll get 50% off by using the coupon code acuf 50 That's A-C-U-F-F-5-0. Let me spell that one out because the word analysis can be tricky. I've never once spelled that word correctly, Remodelhealth.com, A N A L Y S I S. And remember, the coupon code is ACUF50. Experience better benefits and bigger savings with Remodel Health. All right, let's kick things off with a story. I spent the first 12 years of my career working in corporate advertising. I was a copywriter, although at one company, my official title was Senior Content Designer. Doesn't that sound really nice? Senior Content Designer, which is um, just a very fancy way to say copywriter. I love copywriting. And if, if I was the dean of a college, which will probably never happen, um, but if I was the dean of a college, that would be a required course for every single student. I'd make it as mandatory or as required as English or math or history. Now, this is probably not going to surprise you, but I didn't have a whole lot of math in college. I topped out in statistics of my freshman year and and never looked back. I was like, deuces numbers. I am terrible at math. We went to high school orientation for my daughters the other night, and my oldest daughter, Ellie, um, which stands for Laura Elizabeth my mother-in-law's name is Laura, my mom's name is Elizabeth, so L-E. It's so funny, her friends call her La sometimes, or they'll say, like, they'll over-enunciate, like, hello, L-E, like they're pronouncing the periods in between her name. But anyway, Ellie is taking AP Calculus. And I told her teacher when I was in the classroom, because you you actually did a schedule, you went class to class according to the bell in like a six-minute version. And I said, yeah, I... I never took this class when I was in high school. And she said, well, you know, a lot of, a lot of high schools didn't offer it in the early 90s. And I said, yeah, yeah, let, yeah, that's right. Let's go with that. Yeah, I could have taken it. I was definitely smart enough, but they didn't offer it. That's the reason I didn't ever take AP Calculus. I was levels below that class. But copywriting is something I enjoyed immediately. I think even if you're not going to ever write professionally, You should take a class in it because at some point in your life, no matter what your career is, you could be a farmer, you're going to need to communicate clearly in an email. You're going to need to convince a coworker about an idea. You're going to need to write a Christmas card that's interesting for friends and family. You're going to have to sell a used Toyota Avalon, perhaps, Um, An Avalon is nice. It's an older gentleman's Toyota. Um, You're going to need to sell that on Facebook Marketplace and write a really well-worded ad. You'll need copywriting. You will never be disappointed by the skills you pick up in a copywriting class or course. So I graduate from Sanford University in 1998 in Birmingham, Alabama, and I get a job at Details Communications, a small advertising agency in Homewood, Alabama. Um, The owner of the company, a guy named Brian, told me later, years later, you were so sweaty in that job interview. And he was right. I think it was um, like July or I guess it would have been before I graduated. So like maybe May in Alabama, which is 10,000 degrees. And I wore the nicest shirt I owned, which was flannel. Um, When you grow up in Massachusetts, you have so much flannel. Like L.O. Bean just delivers you flannel like the milkman used to deliver milk. And so I had tons of flannel. And that was the nicest shirt I had. The nicest shirt I owned was, was flannel. And so that's what I was wearing. And I was apparently very sweaty in the job interview. But I was making $24,500. And I felt like the richest person in the entire world. Like I didn't even know salaries went that high. $24,500. What? I mean, if Instagram existed, I probably would have posted a photo of me and my used Mazda 626 with a caption like, never stop chasing your dreams. And the S, this is obvious, but the S in dreams would have been a Z for extra flavor. Even at a young age, I was keeping it 100, a phrase that wouldn't be invented for another 15 years. I'm I'm just an early adopter like that. Now I bought the Mazda 626 for one very simple reason. The first car I ever owned was my dad's 1987 Mazda 323, two-door, stick shift, a billion miles. And I honestly thought if I buy a 626, that's got to be like twice the car of a 323. I mean, that's just math. You can tell that I'm, again, not good at math. Now the car ended up being a lemon and and it's not because it's a Mazda. Mazda is a great brand. And matter of fact, um, if they want to sponsor this podcast, feel free to slide into those DMs. But the guy selling it must have seen me coming a mile away. I think the car had been ghost ridden off of a cliff. Did you ever do that with your bike when you were a kid? You'd jump off in the middle of riding along and yell, ghost ride, while the bike kind of careened on, like with some momentum, eventually crashing in a heap. That's what I think happened to that Mazda 626, which my wife, Jenny, would eventually end up calling the Mazda 666. How good is that name The Mazda 666? So I work at this ad agency in Birmingham and eventually I move back home to Massachusetts. I'm a townie at heart. That's what you call rednecks in Massachusetts. Um, People from the rest of New England call us another word, but I'm trying to keep this show PG-13. Sometimes I say the word suck. I move home to Massachusetts and I get a job with Staples Corporate. I then joined a software company and eventually Bose, the stereo brand. I jump all over the place with my jobs. Like I've written about that before, I was all over the place. We have our first kid in Boston. Um, Ellie was born right near Fenway Park, and then we moved back to the south. Jenny, who was from Atlanta, essentially gave me a snow ultimatum. She said, "Hey, yeah, yeah, yeah. You get three winters, and then someone is moving back to the south. I, I hope it's all of us." So. I moved back to Atlanta. I get a job with Home Depot corporate headquarters. And it was a very intense job. It was the most intense job I had ever had up to that moment. I didn't drink coffee for the first 25 years of my life. How how old were you when you started drinking coffee? Some of my friends are like, My mom used to put it in my baby bottle. Or like the doctor would inject it right into her belly when she was pregnant. Like some of y'all started drinking coffee so early. I didn't drink coffee until I was 25. I was a kind of like start your day with a Diet Coke kind of guy. Like that's enough caffeine, a cold Diet Coke and a Pop-Tart, how's that gonna be beaten as a breakfast? Occasionally, I would get a chai latte at Starbucks and I would act like I was drinking jet fuel. What, this stuff gets me hyped, chai latte? Do people know about this? But on the very first day I worked at Home Depot, I realized I'm going to need a stronger grade of energy to survive here. It was a fire hose of copywriting that I just wasn't ready for. During my lunch break, on my very first day, I walked downstairs to the corporate store and I bought a coffee cup. That night, I came home and I told my wife, I drink drink coffee now. I am now a coffee drinker. I didn't drink it black because I'm just not that tough, but I do think it's funny when people brag about that. I once wrote a joke that coffee is the crossfit of beverages because it's nearly impossible to drink it black without telling everyone you know that you drink it black. But coffee wasn't the only thing I learned about at the Home Depot Corporate Headquarters. I also learned a secret about the year that has helped me with my goals ever since. It's a secret I'm going to tell you today. When it comes to starting a new goal, it's interesting how rigid people get. I know people who come up with a new goal on a Thursday, and then they'll wait until Monday to start it because Monday feels like a better beginning day. I know people who will have an idea on the 22nd of the month. They'll go, okay, well, I've got this idea. I'm going to do this thing, but they won't start working on it until the first of the month because the first feels like more of an official day for beginning things. I know people who will miss New Year's Day, like January 1st, and they'll, they'll kind of wake up on January 5th and go, oh, it's too late. Like I missed the first of the month. I missed this. Now you can start your goal on any day of the week, in any month of the year, but I will tell you there are two slingshot months hidden in the calendar. What's a slingshot month? It's a month... Where it's like the rest of the world is pulling back and helping launch you. A month where it's easier for you to be successful. I bet you can guess the first of the two. But the second one is a little more surprising. The first slingshot month is January. Why? Because millions of people around the world do New Year's resolutions. And that creates cultural momentum you can tap into for your goal. Your surroundings have a pretty big impact on your actions. And during January, you're surrounded by people who are working on goals. Resolutions are in the news. Friends are talking about them on social media. Gyms are advertising, new year, new you. There's a lot of collective creativity pushing in the same direction. It's a slingshot month. But what I didn't know until I worked for the Home Depot is that in marketing circles, at big brands, big You know, B2C brands like Home Depot, September is considered the second New Year's. It's like a bonus January. It's another slingshot month. Why? It's back to school season. Summer's over and the entire nation gets back to work. The ads you see on TV start to change from plan your vacation to get your child ready for school. Even seeing the pallets and pallets of school supplies inside a Walmart or a Target gives you this unmistakable sense that something big, something exciting, something new is about to happen. I miss school supplies. Don't you? I mean, I I wish it was socially acceptable for an adult to carry a trapper keeper. Do you remember trapper keepers? Oh, they were the best. Has there ever been a better use of Velcro? I looked them up on Amazon because I was just curious, like, do they still exist? Are kids still using trapper keepers? And all of them now have zippers. They don't, they don't Velcro, they zip. And I caught myself thinking these Gen Z with their fancy zippers. I had to Velcro my homework in each night. Velcro. There's all this natural excitement over the summer ending and school starting. And most of the time, we adults miss it. Our kids, on the other hand, they start a million new things in September. They join new soccer teams, they get new teachers, they go to new classrooms at new schools, they get new clothes, and we adults might get some new responsibilities. I mean, new carpools, new drop-offs, new pickups, but for the most part, we miss this wave of momentum. For the past few years, I've been helping people take advantage of this slingshot month by teaching something called September-January. I essentially take a few thousand people through some goal-setting exercises that have helped me in my own life. This year, I'm doing it again, and I'm calling it the back to challenge. The name September, January was fun to me, like I enjoyed it, but it just took too long to explain. It was the kind of idea that was great. It was great if you were there to explain it to the person, like over a cup of coffee, but guess what happens online? I'm not there to explain it to everyone. That's actually a bonus tip for today's episode. The more explaining your idea requires, the less powerful it is. So I changed the name to the Back To Challenge. Why Back To? Because summer's over, but the year isn't. It's time to get back. Back to school. Back to writing back to business, back to exercising, back to saving, back to decluttering, back to dreaming, back to reading, back to believing, back to learning, back to you. Whatever your goal is for 2021, it's time to get back to it with a free five-day boost that is going to change your entire year. I first fell in love with doing challenges like this when my world got really turned upside down with the pandemic. Live events got canceled. I'm a public speaker. I do two things all year. I write books, and then I go talk to people about those books. So as you probably are aware, when the pandemic happened, live events got either canceled, turned to virtual, postponed. And I I couldn't do a book tour when my book soundtracks came out in April. I, I had all these plans, and I couldn't do them, and I was stuck. And I was complaining to a friend of mine named Pedro. And he listened to me kind of drone on for a few minutes like, woe is me, like, oh, just the worst. And then essentially he said, uh, John, um, I think you should, uh, I think you should get off your butt. If you can't go speak on stages right now, speak where people already are. Speak online. Teach lessons directly to people. And none of this watered down nonsense either. Real helpful content. Pedro is one of those friends that won't let me cut corners. Do you have a friend like that? We all have friends that no matter how bad our idea is, they cheer for us. They're like, that sounds amazing. You're going to do that? You're going to cut all your hair off and buy a ton of ferrets and fireworks? I love this. I love the direction of this kind of potpourri decisions you're making. You should go for it. Pedro is not that kind of friend. He's very encouraging. Don't get me wrong. But he, he won't let me cut corners. Basically, he was saying, okay, don't do what so many people online do, which is say, free webinar, free webinar, Sunday, 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 free webinar. And then you watch the webinar, and it's 14 seconds of content and 59 minutes and 46 seconds of them trying to sell you something. Ugh, yuck. So I tried a challenge. I taught two free five day challenges. The first was called the Overcoming Overthinking Challenge. And the second one was called the Beyond Perfect Challenge. And two things surprised me about doing that. Number one, people showed up. More than 10,000 people joined the challenges and said, yeah, yeah, I'm in. Let's do this. Let's go. That was awesome. The second thing that surprised me was it was really fun. I didn't know how much I'd like it. It was brand new. I hadn't really done it before, and I didn't know how much I'd like it, but there was something really awesome about teaching a 60-minute live lesson on a topic that I'm passionate about to people all over the world. So how does it work? Well, it's super simple. I go live every day for a week at 12 noon Central. I live in Central Time. I'm just trying to give that time zone a little bit of love. Everybody knows West Coast, East Coast, Pacific you know, Eastern time zone, Central needs a little love. I go live every day for a week at noon Central. I teach for an hour. And then later that day, we email a replay of the lesson to people. Turns out um, that y'all have jobs and like families and like taxes and stuff. And you can't join me live most days. I would say the majority of people watch the replays on their own time versus live. You can sign up for the next challenge for the Back 2 Challenge at acuff.me slash challenge me slash challenge. Okay, so what am I going to teach in the next challenge? Well, starting on Monday, September 20th, I'll show you how to, number one, tap into maximum results with a simple two-word formula that I love using in my own life. I used to think that to make the most of your goals, you had to travel a line that went from average to excellent with enough effort, grit, persistence, you'd eventually make it all the way down that ability line from average to excellent. But much to my surprise, there's, there's actually a second line that nobody really talks about, but it's the most powerful way to accomplish a goal. So on Monday, first day of the challenge, I'll show you what the second line is, the two-word formula that I use, and why you should always make friends with the tortoise. On Tuesday, will prioritize the massive amount of things that you have on your to-do list. You have too much to do right now. I've never met someone who said, "Yeah, my big big issue in life is too much free time. Should I golf or yacht? I don't even know if yacht is a verb, but I, I do know you're busy. What if there was a set of questions that you could ask that would help you prioritize your day in a way that added more peace and performance? Sound impossible? Cool. Tune in Tuesday. On Wednesday, you'll learn the four soundtracks that will help you succeed faster than you ever have. Why did I spend the last few years studying mindset? Because your repetitive thoughts, which I call soundtracks, turn into your actions, which turn into your results. Most people over-focus on their actions, never understanding that without changing their soundtracks first, they'll never make real progress. Most people don't know that, but you're not most people, me either. And so on Wednesday, you'll get four soundtracks that are so small they can fit on a post-it note, but so big they might change the rest of your 2021. On Thursday, we'll get comparison to the curb. One of my favorite movie quotes is, roads? Where we're going, we don't need roads. With those immortal words, Doc Brown launched Marty McFly, Back to the Future. If I could rewrite that line for Thursday's lesson, it would read comparison. Where we're going, we don't don't need comparison. Anytime you work on a goal, there are two important pieces of focus. One is resources and one is obstacles. On Monday, we'll study a resource, a special chart that drives high performance. I'll share this chart that I use to drive high performance. On Thursday, we'll deal with one of the biggest modern obstacles that gets in the way of back to goals, which is comparison. Few things waste time, energy, and creativity like comparing yourself to other people. You want to put an end to it? Want to kick comparison to the curb? You're in the right place. And on Friday, day five, I'll introduce you to the most important person you need to know if you're going to accomplish your back to goal. It's been a weird, isolating year, hasn't it? It's easy to forget how many real people got removed from your life virtually overnight. Coworkers, friends at restaurants, fellow parents at soccer games, neighbors at the grocery store. Digital technology offered us a helpful solution to an unexpected situation, but even the best tools come at a relational cost. If you're going to get back to your goal and actually accomplish it, you need community, not just any community either. There's one person that matters the most to the success of your goal. On Friday, I'll teach you the three qualities they always have, the two questions you need to ask them, and the one thing they'll give you to fast forward your progress. Did you see that? Three, two, one, that had a pretty good flow. All right, all right. Okay, does that sound like a lot to accomplish in a week? It is, but I talk fast. And if you miss the live lessons, don't worry. Again, I'll send you a replay, you can watch on your own. Is this challenge for health goals? Yes. Is this challenge for writing goals? Yes. Is this challenge for business goals? Yes. Is this challenge for decluttering goals? Yes. Is this challenge for redheaded uncles in Wichita, Kansas who want to learn how to play the bassoon? Yes. It's for anyone who's ready to get back to. I'll supply the tools. You supply the goal. Together, we'll change your life and maybe maybe even the world. It all depends on how good you get with that bassoon. Are you ready to get back to? Sign up today at acuff.me challenge. That's A-C-U-F-F slash challenge. I'll make sure that we put that link in the show notes so it's easy for you. Right now, if you're driving, you're on your treadmill, whatever, like treadmill, that's really nice. Treadmill, treadmill, a treadmill would be terrible if it was like email that came to you on a, like a treadmill, oh, that sounds like a nightmare. But if you're busy right now and you don't have pen or paper or whatever, we'll make sure that we link it in the show notes. And my apologies to anyone who is listening to this podcast in October. You missed it, dude. It's okay though, it's okay. I do a few challenges every year. You can get on the waiting list at acuff.me challenge. For the rest of you though, the folks listening to this, anytime before September 24th, there's still time. Even watching the last day's lesson is going to encourage and equip you. Sign up at ACUF.me challenge. Now, I hope you love this episode and will express that love by writing a review for this podcast. A listener named Bertie Parma, great name, by the way, wrote in their review, quote, I have to admit that I wouldn't normally jump on a goals podcast, but since it was by John, I bet. Thank goodness I did. My only complaint is that there isn't already more episodes. Thanks, John. Have some queso on me. Is that is that not the nicest thing ever? It, that was just the nicest thing ever. But what, wait, what's that? You think you can out-nice that review? You think you can out-nice Birdie Parma? Ooh, okay, hey, hey, hey. It's not a competition. But if you want to write a review that's even nicer than that, that's. I'm not going to stand in your way. That's cool with me. Last but not least, big thank you once again to our sponsor, Remodel Health. Visit remodelhealth.com analysis. That's remodelhealth.com slash analysis and get 50% off by using coupon code ACUF 50 That's acuff F F five zero. That's it for this week. I'll see you next Monday. And remember, all it takes is a goal. Thanks for listening. To learn more about the All It Takes is a Goal podcast and to get access to today's show notes, transcript, and exclusive content from John Acuff, visit acuff.me podcast. Thanks again for joining us. Be sure to tune in next week for another episode of the All It Takes is a Goal podcast.